Welcome to Daughter and Dad Podcast, Episode 10, Bees, Bach, and Bucking. Well, you got a story for me? Okay, Dad. You texted me this morning and said that we needed to clink our new daughter and dad mug. So I made a nice mug of green tea and I set it on the kitchen table. And next to it, I set down a milk bone for Django. And I thought, (laughs) (laughs) you know where this is going, Dad. He jumped, I I wasn't ready to give him his treat. I was gonna make him run through a couple of tricks and he jumped up to get the treat. The cup went flying, green tea everywhere and it fell and we have a hard tile floor and it smashed into a few big pieces. Dad, so I went online and I ordered a new one. And everybody, you can get your daughter and dad merch at our website, daughterandadpodcast.com. Well, it actually looks super cool. Well, how's everything yeah. going? Everything's going pretty good over here, Dad. How's it going over there? We've had so much rain the last two days. Typical Texas. Yeah. We'll get it all now. We won't get any for four months over the summertime. But yesterday, yeah. it rained so hard and so hard. My backyard looked like I needed a kayak. Wow! Yeah, it was just, well, it was probably... I only have four inches of topsoil here, you know, because we're on top of the aquifer. So it went down fast overnight, but still, but it was beautiful. I'm so happy to have it. Grass all of a sudden is turning green and spring is on the way to San Antonio. You get spring about a month before we do here in Albuquerque because we're at elevation and a little north of you. Yeah. So we've been getting some rain too, and it is supposed to rain today. It's overcast and humid. My hair is doing weird things. <laughs> oh, Prue, you'll be happy the next time you visit here. I know you like Indian food, and we have a brand new Indian restaurant in our neighborhood. No way. No, it's called Karma. There's no menu. You get what you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that old joke where the Buddhist went to the hot dog vendor and the hot dog vendor said, what would you like? And the Buddha said, make me one with everything. (laughs) 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 Oldie but a goodie. Where I live, there are four streets in my subdivision parallel to where I live. Four counting my street. Well, on the four streets, we all have the exact same numbers. The only thing different is the street name. So three times in a row, I ordered from Amazon. And three times in a row, my package never arrived to my house. Oh, no. Right. And I called Amazon the first time. And they said, we'll take we just reimburse you, we'll put it on your card. Okay, good. Then I called them the second time. They said, we will put it on your card and we're gonna send you a replacement. 
And so, well, that's good. And they get, you know, take it off my card, right? Right. So they're going to do that. Then the third time it happened, the replacement they sent me didn't come to my house. I called them and said, we'll send you another replacement. I said, I don't want a replacement. I just want whatever I order next to come to my house. Well, we can't do that. So we have to send you a replacement. And oh, no. so I said, okay, send me a replacement. And I thought, this is not going to work. So I went on Amazon. Instead of talking with a real person, a live person, I really did talk with a live person, but I decided to do it through chat. So chat, 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 chat. Going back and forth, back and forth. We finally worked it all out. And when they delivered my package, not only did they deliver it to my door, they put it right in the center of the doorway, rang the doorbell to make sure I got it. <laughs> Dad, that is excellent service. It was good service. Amazon stayed with me. It didn't cost me anything. And they were really good about it. Well, what's going on in your life, Pro? Well, I've got a couple of Django stories aside from him jumping up and knocking the mug down. Well, let's hear a story about Dr. J. Dr. J, he thwarted a robber in our neighborhood. Really? Yes, the other night, it was the middle of the night around one in the morning and he starts barking crazy and he sleeps in my office, which is the room that's closest to the, the main street out front. And it's a small subdivision and the street in front is quiet and it's a nice, quiet, safe neighborhood. We've never had problems with break-ins or anything like that. But someone was trying to break into the next door neighbor's Toyota. They had smashed a window and they were fiddling with the steering column to try to jumpstart the car and Dr. J was creating a ruckus. So I called 911 and I yelled out the window, you're on security camera. And they took <laughs> off. <laughs> they actually weren't on a security camera. They were in a blind spot. We don't have the camera facing towards the neighbor's yard, but that scared them away. <laughs> well, here's another one for you, how you could scare them away next time and hopefully they'll be now next time you could say i raise killer bees and i'm going to turn them loose dad you know that is a good point i do have beehives in the backyard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking where am i going for my trip dad i want to know well i don't know yet but i'm still working on things now i'm looking at Vegetarian tours. Really? Yeah. I, wow. I just, it came to my head earlier this week. I said, do you know, I'm not a guy that's going to go over there and just consume all kinds of food. Right. Right. But I want to eat healthy. Not, not all vegetarian meals are either are healthy, but I want to oh, eat. Sure. And I said, I wonder if they have vegetarian tours. Well, sure enough. There are, there are tours for vegetarians. Wow. Now, Dad, that is absolutely fascinating. And of course, there are tours for vegetarians. I bet you could get some amazing food on those tours. 
I think you could. Actually, they had one, and one I would have gone on, I would have jumped on it right away. It was it was for the coast of Italy, and I thought that could be a lot of fun. Now, it probably wasn't pure vegetarian because it probably was more pescatarian. Right. But I, I'm really a pescatarian, and I wonder if I look at pescatarian tourists, if I'll find one. I think I will, and I think I'm going to do that today. Dad, I want a full report on the next episode about what you find. Now, Alaska, because that was one of the places on your potential list, maybe they have a salmon tour. <laughs> I'll bet they do. Do you remember, you remember as a child going to the herring run down in- The and, fish hatchery. <laughs> no, no, the herring run when we lived in West Virginia. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, the herring run. Right, we'd go down there and you could pick them right out of the water. Yeah. It was so thick. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. To see this fish spawning. But I've always used that as a great metaphor because that's how life teaches us. You, you have to face your fears. You have to go against them. Otherwise, you don't live. And that's how the salmon, the salmon and the herring and other, any other type of fish that breeds, they swim upstream. They don't go downstream. They have to swim upstream to spawn, to reproduce. So. It takes a lot of energy and it takes some time, but they are victorious. They are victorious unless a, po unless a polar bear or a grizzly gets them. <laughs> <laughs> or grandpa and his fishing poles. That's <laughs> uh, yes, for sure, Prue. Just three items. Okay. Someone, when they, when someone says, yeah, that would be a healthy meal. What would your three items be? Now, all fair to our viewers and our listeners, I thought of this and I figured it out ahead of time. And Prue is catching this blind, but I will tell you, she is an incredible cook. And if I lived at her house, I'd put on 10 pounds. All, all lentil soup and her, okay, great, now. and her great sourdough bread. So I have a question. So do spices count with the three items? Okay, I'll say spices do not count. Okay. Do, um, does like olive oil count? Olive oil will not count. Okay. Then I would make in the air fryer salmon and some that's one. that's one japanese purple sweet potatoes two and either broccoli or brussels sprouts that is a healthy meal that is a healthy meal and that one's done in 30 minutes 30 minutes from from beginning to end to plate plate ah true i like it i like it we have How about you dad well, we did have one thing in common. Salmon. No. The purple potatoes. No. The broccoli. Broccoli or Brussels sprouts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My three were hummus. Oh. Because I would dip the broccoli into the hummus. That, yeah. Okay. And a nice bowl of blueberries. 
So oh. blueberries, my hummus chickpeas, and my broccoli, which I would then eat very slow and enjoy dipping it into this tin of tin of hummus. Man, that sounds so good. I had blueberries this morning with some oatmeal and um, a few walnuts. It was pretty good. A little drizzle of my homegrown honey. Oh, that's just awesome, Pro. Yeah. Well, when would your bees start becoming active, Pro? Well, it's been fairly warm. It was almost 60 degrees here yesterday, so the bees were out and about flying around. They were doing what's called a cleansing flight. In other words, they're flying out of the hive to poop. I was going to say, I was going to say, is it a colon, colon cleansing? It is a colon cleansing flight. The winter bees <laughs> over the winter, the bees that spend the winter with the queen, they don't hibernate. Bees don't hibernate. They spend all winter all along in a big cluster around the queen, keeping the queen warm all winter long. And when it gets warm enough, they will fly out, poop, and fly back in. So that they they were doing that and you mean uh, they hold it for that long? They do, they hold it for that long. Yikes. All, throughout all the cold weather, they hold it. And it looks like it's going to be nice this week. Once the once the weather starts being consistently warmer, especially at night, then and things start growing and popping up, you get those little tiny early flowers, then the bees start making their rounds. So I'm always happy when that happens. That's a nice thing, isn't it? It is. I just love spring. And I like to say, don't miss a thing about spring because it only comes once a year. I mean, every single flower, yes. the fragrance of the flowers is really special. And the spring green is just something special. It's different from the summer green and the fall green, but the spring green has that bright, vibrant green. You just want to go out on a field and lay in it. It's so alive. It looks yeah, like it's vibrating. That's a nice way of putting it, Pro. So what happened to the harpsichord? You said it broke? Oh my gosh. Okay, so Daniel is a harpsichordist. He is a very accomplished one. He is probably one of the best harpsichordists on the planet, and that's not an exaggeration. He's very, very good. He's given concerts all over the place. He's also a composer. And he has a harpsichord that he built in 1979. And that's his, the harpsichord he uses. It's a Flemish harpsichord. And he is starting a YouTube channel where he is going to be demonstrating some of the research that he has done into early Baroque performance practice. It's heady stuff, so, and I don't understand most of it because it's not in my areas of expertise, but he is an expert and he's going to be recording a bunch of cool, um, beautiful Baroque pieces for people to enjoy on YouTube, interspersed with some discussion on um, what he's doing that's different than what people do today in terms of performance practice. And we, went out and bought a fancy ribbon microphone because that is the best kind of microphone recommended for recording the harpsichord. It's a difficult instrument to mic because mm -hmm. it has so many strings and the strings are plucked uh, and they're not hammered like on a piano. They're actually plucked with little teeny things called plectra. And while he was recording, we realized on playback that there was some unintended resonance that the microphone was picking up. It was buzzing. 
So Daniel started looking inside the harpsichord, really getting down. There was a magnifying glass and a flashlight and I was helping him and we realized there were a few long, very, very, very hairline fractures that had, you know, cracked in the soundboard uh, because of the lack of humidity here in mm -hmm. New Mexico and just time, just all those years in time. So we had to repair those. We had to take the harpsichord apart and Daniel got some very, some special glue that he went on and on and explained it to me, dad. And honestly, I don't remember <laughs> some kind of special glue that you put in the cracks and it, it leaves the sound, the integrity of the soundboard so that it can still transmit the sound in a unified way. And it's easy to remove if you decide to do a more laborious repair. And so we spent an entire weekend fixing the harpsichord and now it sounds amazing again. So he's getting ready to record and I will let everyone know when his YouTube is up, it's going to be called Keys to the Baroque. And you can and put that, when it gets up, you can put it on one of our upcoming podcasts. I absolutely will. Everyone will just be amazed at how beautiful his music is. It's incredible. Well, in San Antonio, the rodeo comes in the the first of the second week of February for two weeks or three weeks. And that always signifies spring here when the rodeo comes. Next week, at the end of January, they it's it signifies the beginning of the rodeo, and they have a cattle drive actually that comes into town. But they also have cowboy breakfast where oh. they put up this big breakfast for free. A lot of people donate this stuff in their time at one of the big parking lots. And anybody can go in there and get, uh, what are they going to get here, right? Breakfast tacos. Breakfast tacos. That's right. Breakfast tacos. And so come and get your breakfast tacos at the Cowboy Breakfast in San Antonio. Ah, uh, Dad, I bet it's going to be packed over there. It is always packed. And the rodeo, if you haven't been to a big rodeo, listeners and viewers, it is just awesome. Just awesome to go to a big, big rodeo. Really, it's quite a show because it's more than just the rodeo. They also have an entertainer that comes on after the rodeo. And before, you can walk around the grounds and you can see all the animals and everything else and everything they're doing. It's just, it's, it's an experience. Dad, I remember last year around the time of the rodeo and I saw online that there were celebrities that attended and they get all decked out in fancy cowboy duds to attend the rodeo. Well, when you go, I know when I would go with mom, I always wore my cowboy boots and, <laughs> and you better go with jeans. Now, you, you can tell is some, how long someone's been in Texas for guys, right? Because if they're just visiting, they'll probably wear jeans that come with the jeans end right at the top of their shoes. <laughs> Every real Texan knows the jeans hang right on your boots. They're, they're long, they're longer. That's right. Long, tall Texans. <laughs> That's how they hang. They hang low. On and so guys, if you're going to go to the rodeo, buy your jeans longer. Otherwise they'll know you're not a Texan. <laughs> You'll be called a Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love Yankees down here. 
<laughs> oh, for, this has been delightful. This has been great, Dad. Questions do you have, Dad, for our audience? Well, my question is, first question is, if you only had three ingredients, what would be your healthy meal? Oh, that's a good question. What do you think, Prue? I have a question for I'm everybody. Learning, I'm learning to point. <laughs> I have a question for everybody. If you heard your dog barking at a robber, what would you yell out the window? <laughs> I was just thinking myself, gee, if I heard that, I'd say, buddy, you heard the dog bark. The next thing you're going to hear is my shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is New Mexico. I've, yeah, I need to like, I, I should record, like, I'm sure there are sound effects out there of like a shot, one of those shotguns. <laughs> you know, I don't even know what that noise is called. You know, it goes, you know, in the movies right before when they get ready to shoot it. Yeah. <laughs> I need to find one of those recordings and just play it. Stick my <laughs> phone up at the window and play that real loud. <laughs> I shot over your head this time, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, adios, amiga. Adios, papa. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a comment. Visit our website at daughteranddadpodcast.com. We love you.